We turn to the economy section for today's GMS Focus. Worsening global uncertainties are continuously casting a dark cloud over South Korea's exports, a key economic sector crucial to keep the country's economy afloat. Now, with the annual trade deficit reaching nearly $40 billion this year, President Yoon has pledged he will check export-related matters himself, vowing proactive government support. For a diagnosis on the current situation and prospects for the coming year, we're joined by Dr. Yang Jun-seok, economics professor at Catholic University of Korea. Thank you for joining us, Professor Yang. Happy to be here. Uh, to start things off, could you first give us a general diagnosis? How bad is the current situation? Okay, well, people are uh, alarmed that the uh, Korea's trade account uh, is in deficit. Uh, but the uh, for the uh, country's health, the uh, more relevant figure for uh, is the uh, current account, which includes not only merchandise trade, uh, that is the uh, trade account, but also services trade and uh, uh other uh, transfers of in, uh, transfers and incomes, and while the trade account for the year is currently up to in the November twentieth, that's our latest uh, statistics. It's about forty billion dollars. So uh, trade account for the year is likely to be in deficit. If we look at the current account, and the latest number there is only up to September, but it's still in a surplus of twenty four point one billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that is lower than uh, the uh, amount at the similar time last year, which was $67.4 billion. But uh, it does show that uh, current account is still in surplus, so we're not in such an alarming place yet. Uh, Now, the uh, deficit in trade is due to imports rising faster than exports, especially Mm -hmm. during the earlier part of the year. And that was in large part due to global inflation. Mm -hmm. Prices risen for both Korean uh, exported goods and imported goods, but imported goods have uh, risen much faster. Uh, The uh, imported goods in this case is oil, uh, uh, other energy, and uh, food products. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you look at uh, exports, actually, we're not doing it that badly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exports uh, between January to November 20th, 2022, was about 610 billion U.S. dollars. And that is higher than the entire years in the past, with the exception of last year, 2021. 2021 was just an extraordinary year uh, that we're not doing as well as last year, but we are doing better than, say, 2020 or 2019 or 2018. So exports, uh, at least in terms of value, it's not doing that badly at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, as far as the uh, uh, monthly uh, exports and imports situation is recently changing, uh, but uh, uh, exports have been falling faster than imports. Uh, for November 1st to 20th, exports were down 16.7% compared to last year, while imports were down only 5.5%. Uh, but imports have actually been falling, if you look at the monthly figures, since August. Oil, energy, food, commodity prices have been dropping. Uh, so uh, the uh, monthly import prices have been dropping as well, but exports are falling faster. That's partially because of the global inflation, partially due to 2021 being an extraordinarily good year, but also it's due to exports going to China falling very quickly. Uh, regionally, comparing it, uh, regionally comparing to United States, the uh, United exports to the United States is increased 
uh, compared to last year by 11%, mm. but all other regions have been going down, especially China, which has fallen 28.3%. Mm. Uh, and month, uh, so uh, the current uh, problem right now is that exports is falling faster than imports, and we may end up with what uh, we call a recessionary surplus, mm-hmm. where uh, Korean trade is in surplus, but uh, amount of exports and imports are down. Uh, of course, the government wants to intervene somehow. They're exerting all-out efforts to tackle falling exports, devising tailored strategies, creating a pan-government system to provide support. Now, this includes apparently a 654 trillion won investment project to prop up Korea's 15 major export areas, including semiconductors and automobiles. Uh, Professor Yang, to what extent would this effort help actually in revamping sluggish performance? Okay, well, it's not going to help Korea's exports that much in the short run. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's because uh, Korean government really cannot do anything about uh, global demand for Korean goods. Mm -hmm. It's foreigners who buy Korean exports, Mm -hmm. and uh, Korean government cannot just uh, go and induce uh, consumers in other countries to purchase Korean goods. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where it may help is twofold. First, uh, this will be domestic uh, spending. Uh, it'll, uh, be, it'll be in large part investment, though there are some uh, financial incentives as well. Uh, but it'll, uh, it will uh, increase domestic spending, uh, so that may replace the uh, reduction that we're getting in trade. Uh, and then second way that it may help, this is uh, more of a long run, because a lot of this is uh, investment, uh, it'll uh, help the uh, con- uh, industries uh, increase their exports and increase their efficiencies uh, after the uh, investments have borne fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the 15 industries here include semiconductors, ICT, biotech, and the uh, Korean agricultural sector. Uh, so that will, prob- uh, that will probably help those sectors uh, in the long run by introducing more infrastructure, into introducing more production capacity, lowering costs in some areas for these industries. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, as I said before, uh, if you want to increase exports, you have to induce more foreigners to buy these uh, Korean goods. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to happen, uh, though uh, they may sort of grease the uh, process along a little bit uh, but fundamentally, because the uh, global demand for everything seems to be dropping right now, mm. Korean exports are going to have a hard time. All right. Almost it seems out of hand to induce a spending spree by foreigners, right? I mean, as you've said, prices of everything, all goods have. It's an international problem, is it not? Uh, I do wonder, the government has also selected the Middle East, Central and South America and the EU as particularly three major markets to promote exports in the fields of defense, nuclear power and infrastructure. Can you tell us more about this positioning and how do you assess this new export strategy? Okay, well, let's take a look at the uh, total amount of exports going to these regions first. Uh, And the reason I want to do that is because, uh, at least generally, uh, the amount of trade one country does with another depends uh, on two large factors, the uh, uh, GDP of those uh, countries 
and distance. So larger the GDP, closer the distance, two countries tend to trade more with each other. And that explains partially why our two biggest partners in trade are China and the United States. Um, now, uh, if we look at the uh, three regions selected, EU, uh, Europe is about 15% of the global economy uh, in terms of GDP. Middle East and uh, Central Asia is about 7.3% of global economy. Latin America is about 7.2% of the uh, global economy. And in terms of Korean trade, the uh, Central and uh, South America takes about 3.9%, so that's uh, way below the uh, GDP component of the uh, world economy for that, those regions. Mm. Partially, the explanation is that they're quite far away, but there might be some room for expansion there. Uh, Middle East is about 2.5% of uh, Korean trade, but 7.3% of global economy, so there is some room to expand there as mm. well. Uh, Europe, perhaps not as much. They take about 15% of the global economy and about 13% of Korean trade. Uh, so, uh, uh, part of the reason why we do not ex uh, trade much with them can be explained by distance, uh, but uh, there is some room to, I think, grow there. But let's not get too far ahead because uh, the uh, room to grow perhaps is not all that much, uh, maybe about uh, 3% or so, uh, depending on... Uh, uh, relating it to the uh, global GDP size. Uh, so uh, there is some room to grow, but none of these regions can perhaps replace China or U.S. Uh, in providing uh, large volume of uh, exports. Now, in terms of the three industries, defense, nuclear power, and infrastructure, uh, defense. Weapons have been getting a lot of news lately because uh, Korea has become the ninth largest weapons exporter using figures from 2016 to 2020, mm -hmm. and the uh, government wants to increase that. Uh, currently, the uh, market share of Korea in the uh, weapons industry seems to be about 2.7%, uh, and Korea is targeting 5% by uh, 2027. Uh, but uh, VK Asia citing Korean export import bank numbers show that Korea's weapons export in 2021 uh, was only about $7 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, 2021 exports for Korea was $644.4 billion. So weapons for maybe 1% of Korean exports. And uh, even if the market doubles, uh, it's probably not likely that weapons exports will form more than 2% of Korea's total exports. And there's also limitations on who uh, you can sell weapons to and when you can sell. Uh, so it'll probably mean uh, significant uh, exports for certain companies like Hanwha, but for uh, to uh, how it will affect total exports, probably not very much. Infrastructure may be a better uh, way to increase exports overall from about 1970 to year 2000. Mm -hmm. Construction of infrastructure, especially for Middle East, was a large uh, source of Korean export earnings. Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been a lot of uh, interest when uh, Prince Mohammed bin Salman visited Korea two weeks ago, uh, uh, hoping that Korean firms can con uh, participate in this Naom City project. Uh, but 
Apparently, there has been no concrete deals so far, uh, and the uh, falling oil revenues may mean that there's not as much uh, demand for uh, infrastructure in Middle Eastern countries. Uh, so uh, the uh, market may be uh, 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 shrinking, at least for the foreseeable future. And then for nuclear power, uh, there has been some problems because last uh, administration. Uh, tried to cut down the Korean nuclear power industry, and that didn't do particularly much for Korean nuclear power, uh, plant exports. And because we've been sort of uh, falling back for five years in that market, uh, Korea may have lost a lot of competitive advantage. Uh, I'm not sh- quite sure if we can get it back, mm-hmm. uh, but it may require Korean uh, Korean government to perhaps start some nuclear power project in Korea uh, to show the uh, potential customers that Korean uh, nuclear power industry is still vital. Eyeing the Middle East, Central, South America, and the EU, these latest set of new export strategies comes as part of efforts to seemingly diversify export channels and perhaps reduce dependency on China. So Korea's trade balance with China this year recorded deficits for two consecutive quarters for the first time, apparently, since forming diplomatic ties back in 1992. The big question might be, is this temporary? Are there hopes of seeing improved figures next year? Okay, well, we are always going to have a shrinking trade surplus for China. We've already known this Mm -hmm. uh, for the long run. And that's because, well, Korea uh, exports intermediate parts to China for the most part. And uh, we always knew that as Chinese economy developed, uh, they would have more domestic production of uh, intermediate goods replacing Mm -hmm. Korean uh, exports. And the hope for Korea was that uh, even though we'll be losing the uh, sort of the lower technology end of the uh, market, uh, our technology will grow. So we'll always be able to maintain some higher technology share of the uh, uh, market for uh, for uh, intermediate goods in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so uh, the trade surplus uh, was on a trend to shrink. And that's part of what's happening right now, but I don't think that's the most important part of it. Uh, uh, When we have a long-term trend like this, things do not just turn that quickly. It it requires maybe a decade or so to uh, really make a significant change uh, because of such long-term change. What's more what's more influential now is probably the shutdowns that the Chinese uh, economy is having because of their zero COVID policy. Because of their zero COVID policies, uh, in some major cities, they've cut down production, uh, so they do not require intermediate parts. There's also perhaps some glut in the semiconductor market because the uh, producers have been hoarding last year uh, to uh, perhaps prepare for a possible shortage in semiconductors. Uh, So I expect the uh, surplus to return and perhaps increase if China ever stops its zero COVID policy. Uh, But right now, no one knows when China will stop their zero COVID policy. So it may be a while before Korean uh, exports to China recover. Uh, our, our growth numbers look weak. The Institute of International Finance grow, projects a global economy to, in fact, grow 1.2 percent next year, at sight of the Ukraine war and other persisting uncertainties. Now, the slowdown is expected to be driven by largely Europe, which will be the hardest hit by the war. 
How much would this impact Korea's import and export numbers? Okay, well, Europe is about 15% of global GDP. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the uh, exports to Europe is about 13% of Korea, uh, Korean exports. Uh, imports from EU is somewhat a bit higher than that. Uh, but still, uh, it's about uh, 13 to uh, 16% of uh, Korean trade. Uh, so uh, if Europe is hit by a recession, well, it's going to ha- not, I don't think it's going to have a too big of an effect compared to other single countries like China, which uh, forms 25% of Korea's exports, U.S., which takes 15%, and even Vietnam, it takes 9% of Korean exports, but it's just one country. Uh, so uh, Europe by itself is probably not going to have such a big impact, but the problem is, Europe recession in the uh, European Union can have a domino effect uh, throughout the uh, uh, global economy and the developing uh, in developing countries. Uh, in all, global economy and trade volumes are likely to fall next year, and that's not only because of recession in Europe. It's because high interest rates and continuing effects from the pandemic. IMF in their October World Economic Outlook uh, report. Uh, says that the uh, global growth rate is going to be only about 2.7 percent and global trade volume is going to grow by only 2.5 percent last year. Uh, Now, if you compare that to uh, predictions that they made at the beginning of this year, global growth growth rate was supposed to be 3.8 percent next year, but it's now cut down to 2.7. Global trade growth was supposed to be 4.9, but it's cut down to 2.5 percent. So we're going to have a, a large uh, reduction in growth. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you can call it a recession quite yet with these numbers, but still, there is going to be a significant reduction in uh, trade and, uh, trade growth and economic growth. And traditionally, uh, when you had a decline in growth of uh, trade and uh, global growth rates, Korean trade usually were affected much more, so we have a, a larger reduction than the global average. And when economies got better, Korea had a higher than uh, global average recovery. So uh, because numbers are shrinking next year, Korea's numbers are going, probably going to do worse than this global average, and that means uh, exports are probably going to fall uh, or uh, it will grow anemically at best. Thank you very much, Professor Yang, for today's discussions. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.